0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ross's Rants where I talk about music, movies, games, and anything else I feel like talking about this week. Sounded very robotic there. Um, So this week I want to talk about a few things. Um, One, I'm doing this solo because uh, some stuff happened in life and I just felt like I needed to do a podcast by myself um it has nothing to do with my normal associate uh tj um or having another visitor as much as i wanted another visitor i just couldn't find anybody mainly because uh i asked like four or five people and i didn't get any response one person was actually doing something with life uh so this week's Podcasts. I'm going to talk about the Kennedy assassination files that was released by the CIA, which most of them really don't have any ties to Kennedy's assassination. They're just kind of funny. Um, overall, I don't want to come off as a conspiratist or person that wants to put aluminum foil on my head. Uh, there is Trump released, uh, asked for, well, actually, actually he didn't release it, but he asked for a release of 2,800 records on John F. Kennedy's assassination. That was, I believe Thursday. Um, the, but he, I guess he, I guess they didn't push out as much as they wanted to because the CIA, the FBI, And other agencies were kind of like, hey, there's a lot of sensitive material, we should probably push it back a little bit. Which is understandable, because there is a lot of sensitive material out there. And I'm not trying to say that, hey, why is there sensitive material, and we don't know anything about it. Um... There's probably some stuff that had some classified information on operations that they were doing in the U.S. Because you know the CIA. I mean, I guess they say they don't work in the U.S., but they they probably do. Um, so one, there was a few documents that I looked at that I found very interesting and kind of funny. Um, was the the first one was the sex party, <laughs> so. In 1960, the FBI had a memo that they were describe that they described as a high priced Hollywood call girl. Um, she was approached by a Los Angeles private investigator and some fellow agents, and they were seeking to ask about the sex party, the people that were involved, which was actually pretty a pretty awesome list. I mean, I. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't mind being part of that sex party, but I'm. But well, hey, um, was Senator John F. Kennedy and his brother-in-law Peter Lawford, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy Davis Jr. She told her that she told the agency that she was unaware, which is probably a lie. Probably not. Who knows? I mean, I just find it pretty funny that the the list of uh, the list of people was uh pretty high up there. Um so we know about Kennedy's past and about his affairs or his supposed affairs if you want to go that route. Um we knew how he was uh when it came to uh women and how he I mean don't get me wrong, John F. Kennedy was, you know, hey he was he's a pretty suave dude, I guess. Um but it was just it's funny how, like, those reports are getting released. Uh, that, you know, it's it's something small like that. It, it was just funny to me. Um, it's probably not funny to most people, but I just thought it was funny that they were talking about sex parties with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis. Um, also, part of the files that was released was a lot of files on the assassination of Fidel Castro and his and his supporting cast. Um, there was a file, two two memos that were released by the FBI that actually caught my eye. That was pretty interesting. The one was that was released it was describing that they were going to offer, um, they wanted the heads of Fidel Castro, Rule Castro, and Ernest Chai Guevara, or whatever his last name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. I am terrible at people's names. Please forgive me. Um, is that they wanted to put 150 thousand on each one of their heads, and an extra five thousand dollars if this expense, like money, like expense for you to travel out there to do it, they were going to give you an extra five thousand for travel. I guess apparently, but it really came out too that they were like, yeah, we're going to just sum it up to 120 for. Hundred for Fidel, twenty thousand for Rule and Chai, hundred twenty thousand. So, see, the thing is, is with this, is that the CIA is out here putting fucking bounties on people, and it's cool and all because we did a lot of. I mean, hey, whatever they want to do this, they they wanted to get rid of Fidel. I don't blame them. So, I was like, okay, well, they wanted to kill Fidel, and they wanted to kill his supporting cast. And then the next article that they had or like in the the next one that I read was that there was a document describing that they didn't find Fidel being worth that much money to kill. So they they wanted to kill him because they they spent a lot of time there's a lot of articles that came out stating that they that they wanted to kill him. So they went back and forth on whether they should kill him or pay some money to kill him. So this one, they came out, and it was a scheme that they came up with called Operation Bounty. Um, it it, It was sought out to overthrow the Cuban government and establish a system of financial rewards for Cubans for killing or delivering alive known communists. The CIA would let the Cubans know of the plan by dropping leaflets in the air. But there were rules. A reward would be paid for the individual upon presentation of the leaflet and conclusive proof on death or de- death and dead person's party slash revolutionary member card. So the it's just funny how they were trying to do this the whole time because it was like okay well we'll just pay the cubans to do it because we'll have them overthrow their own government and it won't look like we have any ties in it which makes sense to smart because we during this time like if you look back on it our involvement in the uh cuban missile crisis and the whole situation on the cold war it really looked like if you were looking on the outside and it looked like we were the evil ones Trying to attack this tiny little country, and I'm not supporting them. Um, trying to attack this tiny little communist country uh, because they had ties to Russia. Uh, I don't see, I don't see it was a problem. Like because I, I just didn't quite understand why they were trying to pay. They were literally trying to get like pay people to kill him, and they were talking about. Yeah, so government of, they, Castro was a hundred thousand, and then government officials were fifty seven thousand, but you had to have their heads. So, uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy brought in a lot of questions. Uh, one of them was, did Cuba do it? That was one of the questions that was brought up. Did Cuba kill John F. Kennedy in retaliation on Castro's life? So, the House Select Committee and the CIA had their little meeting, had their discussions, and... They came up with the saying it wasn't really worth it, and I I, I agree with them. It wouldn't have been worth it because if Castro came out and was like, "Okay, I'm going to kill John F. Kennedy because they attempted to kill my life," that's like the situation that we're dealing with right now with Kim Jong He doesn't understand. Like Castro is a little bit smarter than him. Is that if you attack the United States, you are attacking. We're pretty fucking good at war, let's be honest. I think we've only had 10 years of not being in war. We're pretty solid at it. Um, you're just attacking that monster that you don't want. And we're the greatest country in the world for a reason. Our military is the greatest fighting force in the, reason, in the world for a reason. You don't want that. King Jung he's a little slow. It's going to take him a little time to realize that he really doesn't want this. Um, and I agree. Like, Castro probably was just like, well, it's not really worth it. It's not really worth it. Um, and plus, I don't think the, I don't think the Cuban military had that kind of resource. Um, I'm pretty sure his people around him, like Castro's people around him, um, probably sat down and talked to him and was just like, it wouldn't be wise to do it because we just got done with a revolutionary. Like, they just did their own revolution. Um... I guess the Cuban dictator uh had a plot to bribe US congressmen. Uh the former dictator the one that got overthrown by Castro. Uh he sent a memo by a Miami's arms dealer to a US senator or representative, excuse me, Abraham Mutler and a Miami's attorney. And they were discussing him paying 150000 Splitting it. To have him come to the United States. And be protected. I'm assuming. Because the FBI found out about this. That it fell through. Uh, yes. No I did. The FBI took a alleged plot seriously. Enough to investigate Batista himself. Turning down the proposition. So, if you know anything, taking bribes as a politician, it's a big no-no. I mean, taking bribes regardless is a big no-no. So, he... I guess he was trying to come to the United States because he knew he was going to die. I mean, Castro overthrew him. Um, Now on to Castro with the CIA and their other plots. So, the CIA... Has been plotting to kill Castro the entire time, so Castro gets put in power. He takes over the government, turns it into a communist, um, and he is now an enemy to the United States because we were during cold we were in a cold war, and the CIA has came up with multiple ways to kill this guy. Like I stated in the beginning, so the CIA's plan this time. It, it's just, it, it's so funny how, like, naive and, like, young we were as a country when, at, at this point. Like, I know we were doing a lot of, a lot of underground stuff, but it's so funny how naive we was. Um, so, they wanted General William Donovan. The former head of the agency, agency's prosecutor, the official of strategy service, for one plot. So this is one of the plots that they wanted him to be. They wanted him to to bring Castro a contaminated diving suit to negotiate two of the prisoners from the Bay of Pigs. Um, Not going to stress on the Bay of Pigs because we can go into it. uh, You can Google it. Uh, Pretty much, you know, some messed up shit happened. And then we ended up getting in trouble for it, uh, on ourselves. Uh, so what the point was is that, uh, General William Donovan was to meet with him, give him this skin suit that was contaminated with t- tuberculosis and the breathing apparatus, apparatus, can't pronounce that word. Um, and also some kind of chronic skin disease, uh, fungus is all throughout the suit. Uh, and they wanted him to give him. The skin suit so that whenever he goes skin diving that he puts it on and he dies from natural causes. Which hey it doesn't look like you're a part of it, but you know, at this time if it did happen, we would be in the blame, no matter what. Um, so Donovan didn't go through with it, instead, presenting the Cuban leader with an uncontaminated skin skin diving suit as a gesture of friendship. Uh Another crazy plot twist, because I'm pretty sure, like in later months, there's going to be multiple crazy plot twists about killing Castro is going to come out. Was um, an outrageous booby trap seashell. So if you know anything about this, because this happened in 1963, 63 or 64. Anyways, um, is that they wanted? They didn't have. I don't believe they did, but I don't think they had C4 during that time, so they couldn't really come up with it. But they were saying that the seashells wouldn't be big enough to load up in a whole bunch of explosives and kill him while he's diving. So that kind of fell through because they were trying to come up with the the whole seashell cell explosion while he was diving. Um, another scheme was to involved a CIA fluent in Spanish based in Cuba who was recruiting a high-ranking Cuban government official in 1963. The CIA officer and the Cuban actually met in Europe on the day of Kennedy's assassination. The Cuban wanted the CIA to supply him with some type of um, gadget, some kind of crazy gadget, with which he could be able to defend himself if he get into a fight with Castro. He was in the mind of some sort of pellet pen. The document read the agent officer didn't have a pellet pen, but he did have a set of a ball pit pen with a hydroponic hydro uh, hydrodermic needle, hydroponic uh, hydrodermic needle that he would have to pretty much inject poison into him. So he would have to get hands on. Um, the guy didn't want to do it. He was like, "No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, why don't you give me some weapons?" So, uh, so the agency complied, sending down a high powered rifle with scopes to Cuba. The asset never used them, and the case officer broke off contact in 1964. So it was kind of one of those like, "Hey man, when you kill Castro, yeah man, I'm totally going to kill Castro." And then it was just like, "No, I'm not going to kill Castro. I'm sorry." So we spent a whole bunch of money on high-power rifles and sent them down to Cuba, which I wonder if they're still down there. Um, So now on to the assassination. There's a few files that were released on the assassination. Obviously, the first one was the one that Cuba... It wasn't worth for Cuba to assassinate him. So there's... Okay, Jack Ruby and Officer Tippett. J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover ordered the FBI to check out a report that Jack Ruby and Dallas Police Officer J.D. Tippett fatally shot by Oswald shortly after Oswald killed Kennedy had met at Ruby's Strip Club um, sometime prior to the assassination. Hoover was seemed skeptical. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting. So you have this going on and I don't blame him for being skeptical about asking it because I guess they probably set up a plan. He turns himself in, uh, the way this article is going. So he, he set up a plan. They're like, Hey, we're going to just meet and we're going to talk, um, so, Jack Ruby, which is, a, is the guy that shot uh, Oswald, killed him. And so, him and the police officer met. So, the police officer that was fatally shot after Lee Harvey Oswald... Um, Yeah, so J.D. Tibbet was fatally shot. So they probably all met, and the plan was to actually arrest him, but then it just didn't go through the way they wanted to. So there's also, if you go a little bit further into some of the other articles, um, they... Man, I can't find it. All right, so... J. Edgar Hoover also wrote to the Dallas police chief, uh, stating that there needs to be more security for Oswald. Um, Kept saying, hey, man, we need more security. We need more security. And they were like, we ensure you that there is the security. He was like, all right, cool. So he wrote another letter. And then on November 24th uh, was the day that Lee Harvey Oswald got shot in live TV by none other Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby, also, because they're looking into this investigation, because they're releasing pieces here and now and then. Jack Ruby had a strip club. He was the owner of the strip club in Dallas. And one of the articles was looking for a stripper named Kitty. So the FBI went out looking for this stripper named Kitty. Kitty. They didn't know her last name so the so it, I don't know I guess back in like strippers had pretty common names uh when they called themselves that so I, I'm not gonna like stereotype a bunch of strippers but there's it's pretty it's one it's a pretty basic one liner name um so there was that they didn't know who she was but they know that she's a stripper and there was also another stripper too, named Candy Kane that they talked to. And she was an associate. She said that she worked for Jack Ruby at this Dallas strip club. So they went going. Obviously, they did their investigation and try to look into it. But now there, this guy named Lee, Leon Cornman, um, he came out and said that the only stripper that he knows that was named Kitty worked in New Orleans, and her name was Kenny Radville. She, he advised them that she committed suicide August or September of 1963. So her name was thrown out there, um, and it doesn't really state that they went any little further, but I kind of want to look into it more because it's, it's weird how these names are tying together. Uh... While this is going on, while the investigation of the assassination of Kennedy is going on, they the FBI and supporting agencies started looking into the Communist Party, starting to investigate if they were the ones that really killed JFK. Okay, so there's a, there's several documents I guess they said stating that The Communist Party started having meetings and questioning whether if Oswald was innocent or whether the communists would be blamed for Kennedy's death. Um, They ran down... Pretty much agents looked into it and nothing really came out of it. Um, Um... So while this Communist Party is meeting, there's also the Communist Party in Dallas. Um, It was a small group of people. This is another random document that they just threw in here. I I mean, it kind of feels like some of these documents that they're throwing out here are just documents that are just throwing little curveballs here and there. Um, Was talking about the Communist Party was small enough to fit in a car. Like there was only five or six of them. There wasn't many of the people that were a part of the Communist Party. Uh I mean, I don't know. During that time they did a lot of the communist uh party trials and blaming people for being communists or not. Uh that's I don't know. We lived in a weird during that time in America we lived in a weird time. Um there was a lot of Hollywood black act black actors. God, I'm terrible. Uh a lot of Hollywood blacklisted. So, there was this guy named John Howard Lawson. Um, he was a subject, he suspected of being a part of the Communist Party. So, the FBI wanted to do an investigation on him. So, after Kennedy's assassination, um, and not, excuse me, not after the Kennedy assassination, almost two decades before the Kennedy assassination, the FBI wanted to put a wiretap on Larson's Coldwater Canyon house. Um, they tried to install a microphone when he left to go for the UN's uh, the uh. United Nations meeting in San Francisco. But he had a person residing in his house. And so they never get, was able to do it. But Larson was one of the top ten people uh, to be put on the Hollywood Ten list. So he he was put on the list to be watched as a communist. Um, there was a lot of people that was actually put on that list to be uh, to be considered a communist. I don't know exactly how many people were, but there was a lot of people being questioned on being a communist or not. Um, One of the other articles that really was interesting and it was pretty intriguing to me was the um, FBI was talking to an informant, a man in 1964, that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was part of the KKK in Texas during his early days of the political career and that they had document proof. Somewhere down the line they lost track and no document was ever provided. Um, if anybody knows anything about Lyndon B. Johnson or what I've stated in the past about him is that he said that black people were going to be voting Democrat for 200 years. And... I mean, I don't see him not being, I mean, I don't see, he's not wrong. I mean, they have. And, and I'm not saying it to be racist or not, but, he, I mean, his plan worked. This guy has stated before some fucked up shit about black people. And he he, he was a politic during the early 1960s, probably a politician way back in the 50s and whatnot. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that he's racist. I, I don't doubt it at all. I He's from fucking Texas. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Plain simple. I don't know. Um, like I said, they the way that they wrote this article, they kind of just threw articles out you, at you and, and tried to throw little loopholes. But this should have been like a main... On, this, this should have been its own article on its own because if this is true, the post that I've shared about him stating that he would have... Black people voting Democrat for two hundred years—that just proves that he's a racist. That just proves that that what he stated is true, and that this guy completely has did his plan work. I guess I, I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, that uh, that leads to the next topic. On what I wanted to talk about on this week. And what I wanted to talk about this week. Was the. Antifa. Civil War. And. It's kind of interesting. Because I can't find anything on it. I find little articles that states. That. That I don't know which side's playing who. And I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist again, put aluminum full hats on. But there's people coming out stating that the Antifa stated that they're going to have a civil war. Now, I went on BuzzFeed because this is a top article, and heaven forbid if I get sorry, I went on BuzzFeed. Heaven forbid that uh I went on BuzzFeed. Um I guess they were saying Conservatives are online or it's seizing on a call for peaceful protests and calling it casting it as a call for violent revolution online. And I've heard it only from mainly conservative sides and it's a lot of a lot of law abiding citizens have posted it. Um is that Antifa wants a civil war? I guess they they want to end fascism. Uh, their whole fight on fascism. Um, they want to end racist racism and that every every law-abiding citizen is a racist person, and anybody that owns guns is racist. And servitors are racist, and you know it's it's the term that's getting thrown around so loosely, and. They want to have their Civil War, I guess. And, and, and I've only seen it on one-sided opinion. Like, I have went on their website, and they haven't said anything about it. I, I don't know how true it is. I don't I don't know if they're trying to be hush-hush. But there's some stuff that's coming out. Like, I really feel like Antifa's a parody. Like, I don't I don't know what's real, and I don't know what's fake about them. Because across the board, their opinion is kind of stupid. Uh, it, it's... It's stupid because you're saying that you're anti-fascist and you hate fascism and you're, you know, fuck those Nazis and Charlottesville really incited this and, you know, everything else under the sun. But it's, I I don't know what they're fighting for because they say they want to end anti-fascism, but they just... I don't know what they're fighting for. I, I don't think they know what they're fighting for. Uh, I went on their Twitter page. It's it's a load of garbage. Um, conservative writer... Uh, what's his name? Paul Joseph w- Watson has... came out with some post saying that we should call Hillary Herpes Hillary. And they were trying to say that Paul Joseph Watson is... Uh, um you know, he's an evil person, you shouldn't use herpes hillary, and herpes hillary is the number one trending thing in the United States, which is kind of funny, but that was one of their posts that I had to share. Uh, They just feed into (laughs) they feed into stupid stuff. Like, everything that they do, like everything I see, this is why I think they're a parody. Everything I see that they post online, like they're like, Nazi and Chief Prison Planet that's a Paul Joseph Watson's uh, Twitter handler and uh, is trying to create, get hashtag Herpes Hillary to be the top trend. Do not use it. I repeat, do not use it. Hashtag Herpe, Herpe Hillary. Um You just repeated it twice. So you, you're making this trend even. I don't know if they're doing it as a joke. I, I mean, I just, sometimes I just find their stuff to be... And then the next one was said, "What the fuck?" I said, "Not this shared herpes Hillary tagged." I don't know. I don't know if they're talking shit about it. Um, I don't. I don't know anymore. Yeah, and then their next quote was, is that instead of abortion or birth control access, the GOP would rather have the be carried to terms and be gunned down with an assault rifle." Um... Well, at least you use the term assault, right? Uh, I I don't find that I, I don't know it's it's a very stupid Twitter page. I don't even know why I'm looking at it. Um, it's I don't know if they're real or not. And, and I'm sorry, I got lost track of that. And I I tend to do that. I got ADD really bad. I guess um, is that I find some of their stuff to be kind of comical because it's. Like, nobody in, nobody in the world would actually think that way. Like, they were saying to dress up as conservatives, wear, like, Magna hats, and wear you American flag shirts. And then when they then started attacking them, uh, attacking conservatives. And I'm, like, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on November 4th. <laughs> like, they keep saying November 4th is the day that Antifa wanted to do a terrorist attack, uh, do a civil war. But my, in my mind, I'm like, what fucking protest is going on on a, on a Saturday? Like what, like, what conservative protests... Like, are they going to blend in at, at a football game? Like, are they going to go to a country concert? Like, I, I don't understand what they're trying to do. Like, uh, I mean, it's... Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because my the main thing with them is that... What I'm trying to grasp is that you want this Civil War, if they do or if they don't. But the, as far as what I know, like I said, it's only one-sided, so... As far as what I know is that you want a civil war. You want to attack conservatives? There is also videos that came out and says that Antifa has gone out and trying to look Antifa members in certain locations have gone out, look for weapons and try to get purchase weapons, sold off shotguns, stuff like that, in that nature to cause bodily harm. Now, if these guys want to have a civil war, which is fine with me, because you are fighting the wrong side. This is not the side that you should be going against. The average American man, or excuse me, man, Americans that follow the laws of the United States and look up to the Constitution and fight every day for their freedom and go to work every day to have something for their family is not the ones that you should be trying to attack. If you want your policy to put in place, you should probably go out and vote. I'm just going to throw that out there. Saying you support Bernie Sanders because he would end fucking fascism or whatever the fuck you want to say, that's not true. He's a socialist. That's not really any fascism. Um... I mean they're almost similar. Fascism and socialism is a pretty similar fucking like they're they're separated by a thin little line. You're not ending it. You're an idiot. You're stupid. Um, you should probably go out and vote. But instead you didn't go out and vote and you're now you're crying and running around the streets and saying you're gonna you're gonna cause a civil war. I hate to break it to him, but the right wing conservatives Um, like myself, I'm a conservative, Um, we have the guns. We have the guns. We have the bullets. You keep threatening. This is all I'm going to say about people. People keep threatening anyone. Eventually, they're going to respond. And I'm not saying we should have bloodshed on the streets. And we shouldn't do this. Because we're Americans. At the end of the day, we're Americans. We live in the freest country in the world. This is like first world problems. There's no reason for us to have some kind of violence because your views are different from mine. Nobody in this country talks anymore. Nobody wants to sit down and listen. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, you're entitled to it, but doesn't mean I have to respect it. But I'm going to let you say this voice of your opinion. You protesting, you're voicing your opinion. But as soon as you start going to the point where you're going to conservative protests, and you're not going there to change their mind or do anything else, you're going to a conservative protest to voice your opinion, and if nobody likes it, you're going to start a riot. That's what you're going there for. You're not going to a conservative protest or if you're a conservative going to a left-wing protest or a rally or something of that nature. You're not going there to talk peace with them. You're going there to incite a, a, a right. You're going there to do something in that nature. Um, it, it's... Both sides should just stay away from each other because you're looking like a child. And when you see, when people, when people on the outside of America sees us fighting like this, they look at it and say, wow, they are completely fucked up. I mean, you got, one of the top news searches when I pull up Antifa, it says says Al Al Jazeera, um, posted that saying that in, in Tennessee, an anti-fascist who confront white supremacists. So we have associated the Confederate flag to white supremacy. Now, I don't know. I mean, we we have... Con- the only thing I can say about the Confederate flag, and this is my opinion, if you want to fly a second place trophy flag, then be my guest. Do you. I'm not going to change your opinion. Now, when you start flying the Nazi or the hammer and sickle because you want to end fascism and you want to create this social communist or whatever the fuck you want to create, when you fly that on the US soil, you're disrespecting this country that went into World War II to end tyranny. To end a dictator that was killing millions of people because he could. You're flying that on the soil That gives you the fucking freedoms to protest, to state your mind, to choose what fucking gender you want to be for the day. uh, To run around and whine like a little bunch of fucking little children that's never had discipline in their entire body. Yeah, I'm getting personal on this because this shit fucking pisses me off. The thing that pisses me off about it the most is that you have these little kids running around... Screaming that they they want social justice and screaming that they want this and that and it has never once went to either Walter Reed or Bethesda. You never once talked to the men and women that are there. These people have fought for your fucking freedoms, and you find that goddamn flag, either or both sides. You white supremacist dumb fucks, the inbreds. You find a fucking Nazi flag over the United States. We fought those fuckers. We fought them. We spend almost fifty years fighting fucking the Cold War. Uh, I mean, yeah, close to it. And you want to fly these both of those flags? You're you're both sided. The- both the sides of you guys are fucking wrong. You're stupid. Burning the American flag because you feel like you're unjust. That's wrong. That's stupid. American flag was I, I get like I said like America has done a lot of evil shit. But you're free now. Whoever is complaining about it, you're free. You have the right to complain. You have the right to be upset. But you shouldn't take it out on on the American flag. Because, to be 100% honest, the American flag stands for something to most Americans. It, it, stands, um, it stands for freedom. Uh you know we we have these freedoms for a reason men have died for these freedoms uh, i just i i don't know i i just wish people would actually sit down and have a conversation with each other instead of trying to have some kind of some kind of war on american soil which is stupid because all it's going to do is it's going to take our weapons and Turn us into a government controlled country I don't know that's that's my thoughts on the antifa versus conservatives um I'm gonna end this podcast uh on a good note and state that I will be probably doing a podcast next week with somebody else i uh, looking forward to having others. If anybody wants to join in on this podcast and voice their opinion, we can have a conversation about whatever you want to have a conversation about. I am open to having others. Uh, I Like I stated in the first one, I would love to have somebody that has different views than I, so I can actually um, have a debate Uh conversation with others Uh, i also would like to hear from the people that listen to this what i need to do what i should do and if i should go fuck myself if you don't like this uh just comment in the uh comment section if not uh send me a message on instagram you can find me at dirty dozen five six seven or on facebook as ross Irwin. uh I also like to give a shout-out to three people that are three groups of um, companies that I support. Uh, one is the Tea, uh, tea Party Rebels. Uh, huge supporter of them. Bought a couple things from them. Um, he, uh, the owner is pretty cool. Uh, and Jasper Keys uh, showed a little support to them. Bought one of their shirts. Pretty cool. Kind of like his style. Uh, You can find them on Instagram also, and Strength Family. Strength Family is another company that I also support. Uh, They give back to the community and to either youth weightlifting or veteran support. And I want to say I can't think of the other company or or the other side, but I'm pretty sure he's probably going to make fun of me for not knowing. Um, Like I said, they're good people. I've talked to the owner, had a few conversations with me, and talked about the podcast. We have talked about weightlifting. We have talked about a whole bunch of other stuff. Huge veteran supporters, these, and uh, two of them, Tea Party Rebels and Jasper Keys are also veterans. So, if you would, if you subscribe to my podcast channel, please subscribe to these guys' Instagram, look into it, buy some of their products, give money back to the veterans, um, build our community, and... Uh, that is all I have to say, and I wish everybody have a good weekend, and go Buckeyes.